Hello and welcome to Psychics and Psychics. Yes, it is a bit of a tongue twister, but that's the title, so I'm sticking with it. I've got the wonderful Nicole Starbuck, who is a psychic medium, uh, quantum healer, was it? And there are many other things that she's just going to list off and tell you. So I think rather than me getting it wrong, let the expert tell you all about Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Such an honor and a privilege to be here. So as you mentioned, I am a psychic empath, quantum energy healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach. And I am super passionate about empowering people to tune into their intuition and use their spiritual gifts and abilities to create their dream life. Fantastic. That was so well put. <laughs> so much better than I could ever do. So thank you very much, Nicole. And I think one of the things that really interests me when I um, when I made, had the introduction made to talk to you was the fact that you want to normalize people's um, perspective or acceptance of um, psychic intuition and, and abilities. Because you mentioned that um, we are we are probably all born with some through conditioning and through life just we lose it and one of the things you're looking to do is actually to try and reopen people's channels and acceptance of that tell us a little bit more about that please nicole yes i have it it's my life mission my soul's mission and life purpose to normalize psychic intuition i believe that every single one of us has an innate sense of psychic abilities and inner wisdom and intuition. It's just that over time and through social conditioning, we lose touch with that. And for many of us, the word psychic, when I say that, it can bring up some feelings and some misconceptions and some myths about it. And I know for myself, my journey goes back to when I was nine years old, I first discovered my psychic abilities. I was coming out of school to get picked up and just out of nowhere, I had this random thought, a bird's going to poop on me right now. And I kid you <laughs> not, it did right then and there. But I grew up in a fairly conservative religious household where these types of things were not only not talked about, but when they were brought up, it was under the lens of, ooh, that's evil, that's wrong, that's bad, mm -hmm. like you shouldn't do that. And so I hid my gifts for many, many years. In fact, I hid my gifts for 20 years and I ended up having a lot of anxiety because I couldn't control the visions that I was receiving and I couldn't control the outcomes I was seeing. This led to yeah. a lot of depression because I wasn't in alignment with my authentic truth. This all built up as disease or dis-ease in my body, which led to chronic illness. And of course, this eventually led to burnout in my early 20s because I kept trying to fit myself into somebody else's definition of success. Yeah. Go to school, get good jobs, get good grades, everything will be fine, right? And it wasn't. And I ended up having a panic attack and I ended up in the ER. And that was my first wake up call that something needed to shift, that there had to be another way to life. So I really committed myself to personal growth and personal development. But I also felt like something was missing. As the years went on, I realized I still wasn't fully tapping into myself, wasn't fully tapping into my intuition. So I got more and yep. more into my psychic skills and psychic studies. And as I was doing professional readings and doing 
professional healing sessions, I also realized many other people were coming to me that had similar issues that I had also had, highly sensitive, highly empathic, anxious, depressed, chronic illness, just hadn't developed that for themselves. And I realized it was such a deep need, a deep desire for these abilities to come through. So that's where that mission came through of wanting to help people unlock and unleash their psychic potential so that they don't have to rely on third-party psychics or other people for confirmation, but can really trust their own inner wisdom. Very good. That that's really interesting. And and the early comment that you made about um the un- unfortunate event with a bird <laughs> that resonated with me, not for that particular type of incident, but something that I'd say probably one of my first recollections of of something similar. And and that was I was literally walking home from a friend's house and there was uh, there were on the road there were two cars parked directly opposite each other and i'd seen a couple of vehicles going in both directions passing through this gap between them and i just thought to myself i'm amazed that nobody actually ever thrashes going through that gap and i was just a teenager and the next two vehicles that went through there collided I've seen this too. I was sitting at an, <laughs> sitting at an intersection. This is when I was still in university. I was sitting there, and I thought those two cars are going to crash, boom, right in front of me. Even yeah. as recently as a um, few weeks ago, it was actually a few months ago. I was going for a walk with my kids, and I knew that I should have turned the corner to go into my cul-de-sac, and I was still somehow going straight. And these two dogs came out. Because I thought, okay, two dogs are going to come out and yeah. chase us. And they did. Like, instead of turning, like, I should have turned, two dogs came out and chased us. So, yeah, those predictions, they come through as fleeting moments. Sometimes we sort of dismiss them, disregard them. Yeah. But it oh, can and I would say that I I have, really, for pretty much most of my life, I've dismissed things like that. But I can recount one or two events that um, are similar to that, where you've just seen something was going to happen. In your mind's eye, um, or you, you've had a thought that that could occur, and it does, and you just think, "How did I know that?" <laughs> and and but then dismiss it and you know push it aside. And um, in this last year, since I've been involved with a friend of mine who is a psychic, so he's the psychic, I'm the sidekick, because I I just kind of do the tech stuff for him. Um, that's kind of opened my eyes a lot more, and I've I've just become more and more curious and more and more aware. And some of the things that he's done and said in the last few months that, that I've witnessed, I was like, I've, my whole bit of being a skeptic is way out of the window. And I'm just thinking, well, what more is there? You know, what more is there that's just untapped? Yeah. And, and I like the sound of what you're doing because you're, you're kind of like saying, well, I know that people have that. And I actually want to free that tap and I want to release whatever the energy is that's that's been held back. So that's really, really interesting. So yeah, how do you go I, about doing it? I, I'm not asking for trade secrets, but <laughs> if you've got if you've got someone that comes along and says, I take me as an example, I suppose. I've just given you that explanation. So there's there's clearly some possible um ability or or insight or something, energy there that's enabled me to have those thoughts of an event that's happening how would you address that now because i'm i'm i dare say i'm almost 40 years on from that particular 
event that I've described? Yeah, How I would do you say un- first, like, are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? I think that was something that we mentioned before hopping into <laughs> yeah. the recording. If you've ever seen or heard of the matrix, you take the one pill, you wake up, take the other pill, you're going to go back to sleep. So once we wake up, yeah. there's really no going back. And I get yeah. people that say, oh, no, I want to go back to sleep. I don't want to open up the portal. And then I get people that go through the portal and activate their psychic intuition and open up their third eye and they get a few weeks into it. They're like, oh my gosh, Nicole, it's so much information. What do I do? So we navigate <laughs> that. Yeah. But the, that's the first thing is, are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? And some people are, some people aren't. Not a judgment, yeah. it's just a choice. That's the first thing. The other thing is left brain logical thinking, right brain creative visualization. These are sometimes two opposing forces where we want to explain, we want to rationalize, we want to put the intuition into words, but sometimes the things that are true don't always make logical sense. And so I would just open up that invitation and encourage you to, to understand that something doesn't have to make sense to be true. You can have a sense of knowing, you can get a vision, you can get a prediction and not have to put it into words, not have to justify or rationalize or explain to other people. You knowing can be just that. I know. You don't have to explain any further than that. And then what I also share with people is what is your unique psychic blueprint? How do you actually receive information? Because a lot of times we get into the clairvoyant piece of it, which is clear seeing, where we assume that all psychics just see things, but that's not always the case. There are lots of different ways that information can come through. So we can see things in our mind's eye. For me, it's kind of like a pop-up text message alert or a Snapchat, like somebody sending me a picture just kind of pops up here. But you can also just have clear knowing, which is clear cognizance. You can just have a simple, like, I just know. I can't explain it. I just know. You can have clear sentience, which is another common one that I see. A lot of people that have chronic illness or disease or dis-ease, it's actually that they're clear sentient, that they're taking on other people's energy. They can feel other people's energy. They just haven't been shown how to process or filter that out. And another common one is clear audience, which is the hearing. And this can come through as voices, as messages, or it could just be a ring in the ear, which is your guides getting your attention of, hey, something's up, let's slow down, let's pause. And then there's yeah. some less common ones that are also very interesting is clear, um, clear olfactants, which is clear smelling. So you can smell things that maybe aren't there or that are difficult to detect. And then also clear gustance, which is clear tasting. So you may actually yeah. taste things that aren't there or are more difficult to detect. So for anyone that says, you know what, I, don't, I can't meditate, I can't visualize, and nothing's coming up in my third eye, maybe it's one of those other things. Maybe you don't see and visualize, but you actually feel, or maybe you just know. That's a pretty good description of me, that. <laughs> So I, I've recently been looking at um, meditation, I suppose it would be, would be one thing. And I don't feel that I've got into the headspace for meditating. Um, I've recently done my Reiki first as well. Um, and I was explaining to my wife who's done one and two. So when people, when they talk about visual, like guided meditation and visualize this, so I'm just sitting there looking at a black, a black space or maybe a, like a bit of sort of 
colour presence, but nothing. I'm not seeing the apple or the the grassy meadow or the mountain or the beach. I'm not seeing it at all. <laughs> but uh, another gentleman who I've done an interview with has, uh, in the middle of a conversation, says to me, you've got an ability and I can show you how to use it. And this is just literally talking to and I'm like, what? You better put the kettle on. I'm coming round because if I have an ability when I'm just I'm having these experiences of the curiosities there, and I want I want to learn more, um, and I want to share that. And then somebody says to me, "You you, you have this ability," uh, and it's really fascinating because he he described it as being that I could go into an old building, for example, and I would be able to stand in a room and visualize what that building or what that room was like in the past and how it was being used or worked in and what it looked like. Mm. And he's going to teach me how to unlock that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was just when you were talking about visualizing the mountain or the meadow or the beach, what I was getting is you may not be able to see it, but you can feel it. You can feel mm. the meadow. You can feel the beach. You can feel the river. And put yourself, your body. Your body is asking and calling for you to be a conduit for information. Yeah. So if the visualization piece isn't working for you, try dance, try writing, try drawing, try walking. Like try something that's bringing your body, your physical body is wanting to be the channel. Yeah. Excellent. That's so really good. good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm excited for you to develop your skills. Yes. And uh, well, we've got, we're actually, we're going to do a past life regression. Myself and my wife are going to do that with him. And um, and then when we've done that, I'm either, we're either going to get together or we'll do it over Zoom and he'll, um, he'll do a little bit of training with me, teach me how to, to tap into it. Mm, and I then like once that. I've done it, I will share that learning on the podcast in some way, shape or form. I don't know, I might do a special recorded one um, where I do video on it. So yeah. who knows? Watch this space. That's amazing. So how um, how you actually overcame the blockage? That would I'd be interested in sharing that and, and explaining to the listeners how you overcame that blockage. You clearly had a period where you were, I think you probably said almost forced to kind of put it aside. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome that? What was the realization for you? So I mentioned the first spiritual awakening where I had a panic attack. I ended up in the ER. It mm-hmm. wasn't until my later 20s when I had, so this was 20 years after I first discovered my spiritual gift. I had a second spiritual awakening where right before that, I had a sort of dip in my mood where I could sense I was highly empathic, highly sensitive, wasn't quite tuning into the psychic skills yet. And I was just in a really dark place and I just wanted the pain to stop. I just wanted it to end. And I remember like being in the shower and thinking like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to end. And it was like this voice came in and said, don't give up, keep going. There's purpose in the pain. And I just really felt in my heart that what I was going through was for a reason, that if I could guide even one person through that experience, 
it will have all been worth it. And at the time, I didn't know what, like, how that was going to come about. I just knew that I was being called. And I was really drawn toward anything with the word soul. Because after my first spiritual awakening, I was really into personal growth and development that did wonders for me, really got my mindset back on track. But I was still missing the spiritual component. So I was really drawn to anything with the word soul. I joined a Facebook group called Visionary Soul. They had a retreat called Soul on Fire. If no one's been to Sedona, I highly recommend taking a trip or a pilgrimage to Sedona, Arizona here in the US. And I go to this retreat and one of the ladies there, one of the facilitators, she turns to me and she says, you're psychic. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to know. This is my deep, dark secret. I don't tell <laughs> anybody this. Ah, I feel like so vulnerable right now. And she helped me uncover and shed the layers of resistance that I had built up towards this. Because growing up, I was told if you're psychic, that's evil. Like, that's not, we don't do that. That's wrong. That's bad. And there's all these misconceptions about psychics. Like, a lot of people think that all psychics talk to the dead. That's not true. So, she actually did something for me called light language. If you've never, heard of or seen light language when I was growing up they called it speaking in tongues so it can actually be sung or spoken or signed or drawn out that was another thing that was coming through for you is there's something with your hands and wanting to to draw out light language well what had happened was I had seen her doing light language on this other girl and you won't see it on the recording, but this is it's this very fluid movement with the hands where you're actually going into a person's energy field. And it's like you were rewiring or re-threading their field yeah. to realign their energy system. So I saw her doing this on another girl. So I'm like, do me, do me, do me. So she goes into my field and that's what she says. Oh, you're psychic. And so she goes through my field and she's doing the light language on my back and she's opening up these psychic abilities. She's also talking to me as she's doing it and she's uncovering all of this barriers and resistance and things from this life and past lives and, and all that. And we get through that. And I thought, oh yes, this is it. This is the ticket. And that's when I went all in in my psychic studies and started offering professional psychic readings. And then I started training in other healing modalities, got certified in some different things and and offering healing sessions and one thing led to another and yep. then now i'm here wow <laughs> that's i i've never heard of that by before either so that's um that's another new one for me maybe at some point we could dig into that a little bit further yeah yeah it's um, really it's really beautiful and the thing with that is is people think well what is it what does it mean what does it mean you don't have to know what it means. It's doing whatever it needs to do. It's like if you've ever heard of binaural beats or different frequencies, yep. you don't know what the frequencies do and what they mean, but you trust that they're working and operating in your system to cleanse and clear whatever needs to move and shift. Yeah, cool. So in a typical session that you would do, just give us an example of, of the learnings that you you offer. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about what Nicole does. Yeah, so in a typical session, we really take a deep dive into where are you now? What's the energy that's around you now? How are you feeling now? What's going on in your life now? And then we zoom out and we look at where would you like to be? If we could take 
time and energy and money out of the equation and really just dig deep into what does your soul most long for. And we start casting that vision and creating that ideal reality. Then we backtrack or reverse engineer. What's the slow moving energy or resistance as to why that's not already the reality for you here and now? And then we don't just address the the symptoms or just try and put a band-aid on it or just do like little affirmations and mindset stuff, which is what I started out doing. But we actually look at the root cause. So somebody that say wants to create a six-figure business or multi-six-figure business, one of the things that's really, really common is money and love are linked. So if we're somehow struggling financially, and typically I don't use the word struggle, but for lack of a better word, if we're somehow not receiving what we'd like financially, most likely there's something within us that is pushing up a barrier against receiving love. And so why do we reject love? Why do we reject money? Is there something within us that feels unworthy or untrusting? And so we peel back the layers and we actually go back, not just into your current life, what's happening now, but what, when did this first happen that you felt unloved or unworthy or somehow that you couldn't trust other people? And typically it goes back to something from childhood. I found like 99% of things go back to childhood (laughs) and it's usually one or both of the parents. And what I found is whichever parent is the one that you struggled with is the one that you then recreate in your romantic relationships. So if someone felt unloved or neglected by their dad or their dad left them, they're going to attract masculine energy or male partners or male friends that replicate that same energy because there's something within them that's wanting to be healed. But we keep pushing away, pushing away love, which then translates into pushing away, pushing away money. So whenever somebody comes to me, say, wanting to create a spiritually based business or grow and expand their existing business, we actually don't even talk about the business and for another couple of months because we're literally just looking at how's your money line? How's your love line? How's your relationship with your parents? How's your relationship with yourself? And the energetics of how that works is when we are getting into a session and we're really tuning into, for example, this idea of being loved or unloved or worthy of unworthy, we bring it back into the body and I'll ask questions like, where do you feel love in your body? And most often people feel it in their chest, but I've had people that feel it in some of the lower quadrants or they say, I feel it as a tingling in my arms. Okay. So then I ask, well, where do we feel unworthiness or not being loved or not being enough? Like if we were to go back to when daddy left you when you were seven years old, what what do you feel? That's like, oh, it Mm -hmm. feels like shards of glass in my chest, like someone's stabbing me. And so we actually, I show them, okay, if we were to take those shards and start to remove this from your chest and pull it out on the you can see that I'm pulling it out for anyone that's listening, but pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out. Well, now we have this wounding. So we can actually start to bring in the elements and bring in cosmic energy and quantum energy healing to actually energetically start to seal that off. I, I, I see it as sort of white light or molten lava kind of coming in and clearing mm-hmm. out the heart space and healing those wounds. 
so we can make the heart healthy and whole. And the heart is such a powerful center for manifesting because it's where we give and we receive. And so we can start to open up and magnetize the heart space if we were going to imagine the heart as a sort of magnet. Your magnet is either on or off. So let's make sure it's on. And if you visualize or you could see or you could even draw out or write out or look at your computer, an on button and an off button, press the on button. Yep. And then turn up the volume, turn up the volume, increase the frequency, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I actually will take like a dial and like dial it up, dial it up, dial it up. 10 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%. And somewhere between like 60 and 80%, they start <laughs> getting resistance. Like, oh, I don't want 100%. Well, what are we actually, you know, what are we actually looking at? Of like, oh, yeah. that's too much because we may still have other stuff. So, okay, we'll let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. And turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. So 80, 90, 100% full blast. And then we can take that vision that we were calling in. And if it's somewhere out there in the ether, somewhere out there in the cosmos, if you were to imagine there's a cord between you and that ideal reality, we're going to start bending time. So you take that cord and pull it in, 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 pull it in until it's right here in front of you and open up your energy field like as if it were an envelope i always imagine like peas in a pod like if you were to open up the mm -hmm. pea pod and then yeah, bring this good. in bring this in and merge this with your current reality this is simply who you are this is what it is for you and anchoring that in and bringing that back into your body and feeling how amazing that would be to have or do or be that now and what's going to start to happen is your brain is going to look for evidence to make that a reality. It's going to look for opportunities to make that a reality. So when you start acting as if this is your reality, you can start to get inspired ideas and aligned actions and you start moving forward in that direction. And the key thing here is we will ask for something, say, a, a 10 figure, a 10K a month or six figure business. And then we'll get an idea for, say, a course or a program or a new podcast or a book or something like that. And then what do we do? We push it away. No, I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. Yeah. That was exactly the answer to the thing that you were calling in and wanting to manifest. So it's not just the listening, but the actual taking that inspired idea and taking that aligned action that allows you to move forward with that vision. Excellent. That's that's really good explanation, and I've had the benefit of of watching you as you're describing that as well. So I've had the benefit of seeing sort of hand actions and motions and that, and that that creates another picture, um, which I can see because I'm I'm watching what you're doing as you're talking, and, and that's really interesting. And um, it's interesting that you mentioned a podcast because. <laughs> I think that's pretty much about where I settled on this year. Uh, having only really got heavily involved in anything related to psychics and um, psychic abilities this year mm -hmm. through helping a friend of mine who is uh, a psychic medium. And all year I've been constantly blown away by the things that he does and, and the, the information that he provides for people. And um, I think quite recently, even more so because 
working with Andy inspired me to do this. And then I was talking to a lady who wanted to reach out to uh, a family member that had passed and she wanted, she was trying to arrange a one-to-one. And so I, I said, I would have a word with Andy. And I spoke to Andy just to give him a very vague, sort of got this possible person, would you be able to um, look at doing something for him? Uh, and then he started giving me effectively a bit of a reading that he, the things he was, messages he was receiving for her as I'm talking to him. And I'm like, well, how does that even work? Because normally I've only ever seen him acting either on a, on a Zoom call or on a face-to-face situation with somebody. But now there's kind of like this third-party link in this whole conversation. Completely just like, that's a, just a whole new level. I don't understand it. But that's the whole part of this journey, is to start that's amazing. to break it down a little bit more and find out more about how people work. Yeah, you might really respond to, again, I think it's because your physical presence was there in the room. It's like your body was the conduit for that information, like you're creating that link. Psychometry is when you can touch or feel things and know what's happened in the past. That's what the guy was telling you. That's your gift. Mm -hmm. So if you were to start playing around with like going to an antique store or a consignment store anything where they sell old stuff thrift store even yeah i like antique stores for this better because the quality of the items is a little bit nicer than say just your average thrift store but going in and if you were to say touch a metal object what comes through for you can you see can you feel can you sense can you know who the previous owner owners were and is that metal object different than say if you were to touch or to see something cloth, something fabric like lace or a quilt or a shawl, does that have a different energy or frequency to it? Or even something like ceramic or glass, how does that feel for you? And start playing around with the energy of, yeah. of that. There's something funky happening to my voice. I don't know if you can hear it. My voice started changing when I was talking about your gifts and psychometry. So I found that this happens when, um, cause I'm an empath. So I feel other people's feelings. Like there's something that is brewing inside of you that you haven't yet voiced, <laughs> haven't yeah. yet brought out <laughs> or discovered or discovered. There's something, I don't know if people listening can hear, it, but there's something coming through for you for sure. Interesting. Very interesting. All part of the journey. And, and that's the whole reason I'm doing this. Yeah. Wow. Um, can't believe where that time's gone. <laughs> I know it goes fast. It There's so goes much so more. There's so much more we could dig in. If you, whatever other questions you have, I'm happy. I'm here for you. Yeah, I, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to pause at that point in the range to for, to get you back on at some point in the future. And then what we will probably do on that is we'll pick a, a particular topic or subject and and make it a bit more of a deep dive, if that's all right. So we've kind of had a, I think I have quite a good insight into a couple of things that you've shared with us there in, in a fair bit of detail. But rather than just the overall in, introduction into you and um, what's different about what you're doing compared to all the people I've talked to so far, I'd love to then have a quick online offline conversation with you. We'll 
pinpoint one or two things to talk about in more detail and have a real good dig into that yeah. if that would work sounds fantastic wonderful well on that note nicole i would love to get you back on i will talk to you again and um, we'll organize getting you back on psychics and sidekicks very very soon thank you very much for sharing what you have done tonight it's been a pleasure talking to you i'm so so grateful for avery making this introduction and i will drop her a message and say thank you for that as well so thank you you've been a superstar thank you so much for having me and for the opportunity to share